Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Nation, what is up? What has happened? We are back again for another week. We are two days, well, almost a day away from Christmas. It was two nights before Christmas. Not a creature was stirring. Only COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, we thought last week was rough with COVID. This, uh, we, we got nothing on that. Like this week, every every day, we're, we're getting multiple people ruled out with COVID. Um yeah, so when you guys are listening to this uh, podcast, uh, whatever, Friday, Saturday, the guys that we uh, suggest may be ruled out with COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's it's rough out there in the in these streets uh, for COVID right now. You know, da- uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, he, is, he is out for the weekend. He may not even be back for week 17 because the 10 days out would put him at uh, Sunday. So I don't even know if he can get cleared by then, if, if he can't get cleared till Sunday. So he may be out week 17 as well. Austin Eckler's on COVID. Travis Kelsey's on COVID. Tyreek Hill's on COVID. The list goes on and on and on and on. Plus, we got injuries like Leonard Fournette, who's out. So, just rough in these streets. So, regardless of that, I do still think this week's slate is better than last week's slate. I don't know if you agree, Matty. Um, I don't know. On paper, it looks good. But with with all these guys being ruled out and, you know, like Brady missing, you know, a lot of his his weapons – uh, I don't know. This slate is just kind of turned into an interesting one. It's it's definitely on paper like the the team matchups are way more enjoyable than than the ones we had last week. I don't think last week I think the highest total was you know that Lions Arizona game that was forty seven. Everything else was forty four and below. Uh, this week we've got a forty nine total and everything else is forty six and below. So. A slight boost uh, to the to the totals this week, but it's really not not much. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of more a lot of low scoring games again, and uh, like we talked about l- last week, you know, uh, those guys who can go for multiple touchdowns are the guys we're going to want to focus on in these low scoring games. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyway, so why don't we just go ahead and jump right into it? Let's hit on the quarterback position we go position by position if you are new here uh go through it at the very end we will go through and do a lineup for week 16 you know i will say this last week we were on the plays uh maddie you were spot on on the huntley call who balled with out for 35 with andrew so we, we were mm-hmm. on that uh so we, we were on the plays uh not so much with the jacksonville side uh that <laughs> at least <laughs> our team we built yeah, uh, that that was rough. So uh, regardless of that, but we are a forward-thinking podcast, so we're on to the next week. So let, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, quarterback, 
Pat Mahomes still still staying alive. I think they just put him in bubble wrap and like just put him away from everybody. Like you are not going to be around anybody, so you don't get COVID. But he's seventy seven hundred. Josh Allen seventy five hundred. Tom Brady is seventy four hundred. Justin Herbert seventy two. Lamar Jackson, who is questionable for this week um, and has not practiced yet, so it could be another Huntley week. At 6,900, Stafford, 6,700. Jalen Hurts, who continues to ball at 6,400. Kirk Cousins at 6,200. Russell Wilson at 61. No thanks. And then Huntley, who has been priced up to 6K. So, Maddie, where are we starting at with quarterback this week? I, To be honest, I'm just going to keep doing this whole pay down at QB thing uh, until it bites me in the butt. It, it hasn't, you know, come back and haunted me yet. I mean, Huntley was the guy last week, you know, 5,400. Uh, we paid down for him because, you know, these top guys just aren't scoring these these ceiling numbers unless you played Josh Allen two weeks ago against Tampa Bay uh, when he ran for over 100 yards. But, I mean, we're not getting those ceiling outcomes from these top guys in terms of passing uh, out uh, production. And, you know, Mahomes with no, no pass catchers, uh, Josh Allen in an ugly game projected against New England. Uh, that If you remember that game they played a couple weeks ago where Mac Jones threw like three passes. Uh, that game is going to be gross and more than likely Tom Brady is going to be without Godwin and possibly without Mike Evans. Uh, is, is Antonio Brown projected back? I know he was suspended, yes, but he's, yes, he's healthy yes. and he's ready to play. Right. Okay. So, I mean, at least he's got AB coming back, so that'll be good. Um, but I mean, that's probably going to be, I mean, that, that Bucks offense hasn't looked great uh, over the last few weeks either. So uh, I don't want to pay 7,400 for him. Um, I mean, Herbert is, I guess would make sense as a leverage play off of, you know, the mega chalk Justin Jackson that we're going to get because Austin Eckler is out. But I mean, even then Houston has been respectable against the pass this year, uh, their defense, and you can run all over them. And I know that's not really what the chargers want to do is, is just run the ball over and over again. But I mean, with the success that they're going to be able to have on the ground, I mean, uh, I, Herbert is interesting in, in tournaments and large field. I may not get there in my single entry stuff uh, just because, you know, he does have uh, still have a, a, you know, pretty low ceiling, but I mean, he's been pretty consistent scoring, you know, 25 to 30 points most weeks. He's got a couple, couple weeks where he's over that in the 35 to 40 range, but I don't know. I just don't see him getting to the 40 point mark uh, against Houston where Houston probably can't keep, really keep, uh, pace on the other side. So, uh, but Herbert's definitely somebody I'm going to keep in the back of my mind as this week progresses. Uh, the the Lamar Huntley situation is is interesting to watch. We don't know if, if Lamar's going to play uh, this week yet or not. He hasn't been practicing. So at this point, I'm assuming it's Huntley again, uh, which means at, you know, 6K, Huntley is interesting against Cincinnati. Uh, Lamar in this spot scored 23 uh, points against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. And uh, I'm expecting Cincinnati to put up a ton of points on the other side against this Baltimore defense that can't defend the pass. Uh, we saw Jamar Chase go for 200 yards uh, a couple weeks ago against Baltimore. So I'm I'm really expecting Burrow to be able to have success. And if that's the case, this Baltimore offense isn't going to just be able to run the ball like they want to. We're going to see Hunt, Huntley uh, have to unleash it again. And we've seen it, you, you know, a couple weeks now with Huntley that he can move the ball down the field. Uh, and, and put up points, and he can do it with his legs as well. He had 73 rush yards uh, just last week. So uh, that's rare that you get, you know, this 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 kind of guy at only 6K. Um, I mean, he even if he only scores 20 points, he's not going to burn you. And, and you think, how? okay, well, how does he get me 20 points? Well, 
that's, you know, 200, 200 passing yards, uh, 40 rushing yards, and he just accounts for two touchdowns and you're at 20 points. And I mean, that's not that unrealistic for any quarterback to, you know, to do that, uh, that, that has Huntley's skill set on any given week, regardless of, of what the matchup is. So um, I definitely like Huntley at 6K. Uh, I think Cousins is interesting with Dalvin Cook out. That Rams defense has not been great uh, this year. And, you know, I think with people are just going to look to jam in Madison, but you actually can't run uh, on the Rams, but you can throw all over them. So Kirk Cousins at 6,200 uh, is very interesting to me. And especially if he gets Adam Thielen back, because we saw uh, Justin Jefferson against the Bears was getting double teamed the entire game. And, you know, with J- with the Rams having Jalen Ramsey uh, and on the other side, you know, they're, they're going to be able to focus their attention to Jefferson a little bit. Uh, but if Thielen's back, you know, then that kind of Thielen will be able to open up things a little bit more for Jefferson uh, in that offense as a whole. So I, I'm expecting Thielen to play because, you know, there was rumors that he was a game time decision was almost able to play this past week uh, against Chicago. So I'm expecting him to be in. And if he's in, I, I think Kirk Cousins at 6,200 in the highest total game of the week with a 49 point total. Uh, and the, the spread is only three and a half. Uh, you know, you would think that the Rams would be favored by a lot more, but it's a 49 point total, only a three and a half point spread. Uh, so uh, I am definitely considering Kirk Cousins, especially if Lamar plays and I don't get to play Huntley. Um, and then I mentioned Burrow. I I probably will just end up with one of Chase or Higgins and not play Burrow on the other side. And yes, I you just caught the touchdown. I didn't want to spoil it for you. Uh, I know you've got uh, a, a great showdown lineup going, and you needed IU to score. I'm in so first. I'm in first, great. baby. Let's I'm in go. First. I'm in first. Win that Christmas money. Let's go. <laughs> How much is it? How much is it? Four thousand. Let's go. Let's go, dude. You're you're gonna get fucking your whole season amount back, and 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 then more. That's I know. All you there's need. still there is still <laughs> two yeah, minutes left. You know. You know what's gonna happen is this is gonna go to overtime, or they're gonna kick a field goal and it's gonna drop me out. True. Well, you've got AJ Brown captain, so that's good. Uh, all right. Well, you've got a little sweat here as as we're live. Uh, that's that's pretty sweet. Kev's got a sweat, uh, but no. I, the last guy, last QB um, that I'll just talk about real quick, uh, Justin Fields, and and kind of all the same reasons that I mentioned Huntley. Uh, you know, a guy that's a dual threat combo at fifty two hundred dollars, and he's playing against Seattle. I and I know Chicago wants to run the ball, um, but I mean if Seattle's able to score points on the other side, I mean, Fields has thrown for 33 and 39 attempts the last two weeks. Uh, he's got nine and seven rush attempts for 74 and 35 yards. So uh, Fields is pretty much going to get you close to that 20 point uh, range and you can play him naked. You don't have to play any bears with him. And I'm expecting Russ, Russell Wilson on the other side to, to kind of tear up the Chicago secondary a little bit, especially if he gets Tyler Lockett back uh, this week. Um, so I, and pretty much going to pay down for one of those QBs. Most likely it's either going to be cousins uh, Huntley or Justin Fields more than likely. And, and I won't even rule out playing Russ uh, at only 6,100 that I think that's too cheap. And I know I'm assuming that's a guy that's on your list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So I got, I got, I got to recalibrate here, you know, got a little sweat going on, but uh, with only two minutes left in the game. Anyway, so I, I so here's what here's where I come in on, on this slate of quarterback, right? I think that one, I think 
I think Josh Allen actually makes a lot of sense. And I think people are going to be afraid to play him because of what happened in the, in the previous matchup. Um, you know, and, but I, I think that Josh Allen does make a little bit of sense here at 7,500. I think now we have a consolidated target share without Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's absolutely out. He's unvaccinated. But Josh Allen, we, we know what his ceiling is, right? And he has probably the highest ceiling on the slate for anybody probably not named Patrick Mahomes. But with the Patrick Mahomes situation, with them missing Tyreek, with them missing Kelsey as of right now, I think Josh Allen probably has the highest uh, highest um, the, the highest ceiling on this slate. Brings the rushing upside. Last week, he looked good in that matchup um, against the um, – uh, excuse me. He, he looked good on the ground. Um, it, there, there wasn't a concern with ankle or anything like that. Right. Uh, so we, we didn't really have to worry about that. And so for me, when it comes to Josh Allen, like, I think that, that I, I don't think he's going to carry any ownership. It's a matchup against uh, the Patriots. We've seen this a few weeks ago, but th- that game was completely different. We're talking about 40 mile an hour wins and everything else that was going on there in that game. And this is also an absolute must, must win for the, uh, for the for the Bills, if they lose this game, they very well could be out of the playoffs, right? And, and so I, I think a, a low owned seventy five hundred dollar Josh Allen, you can stack him with Gabe Davis if you want. You can stack him with with Stephon Diggs. Though I think Gabe Davis makes a little bit more sense going away from that because I would expect J.C. Jackson is probably um, shadowing Stephon Diggs, right? And then you also have Dawson Knox that you, we can go to here in this in, in this same matchup. So I don't mind getting a little bit different and going Josh Allen and paying up at quarterback where other people aren't because I think there's great pay down spots at running back that's going to allow us to be able to pay up a little bit. And so for me, when it comes to the rest of these guys at quarterback, like listen, the the, the Rams Minnesota game, I feel like is probably going to be one of the more popular on the slate. You know, you have a really bad matchup, a really bad secondary in Minnesota. They're, 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 it doesn't matter what corner they have. All of their corners are, are horrific, right? And so that, that really doesn't matter to me right now. Um, but so I think if I'm going one direction there on, on either side, it's, it's probably Matt Stafford, right? Um, just because going against the other side at 6,200. But so for Stafford, I think you do that. But I absolutely want the, the one guy you brought up that I absolutely agree on that I'm probably going to have the most of is Joe Burrow. At 5,900, it's a little bit scary because of they are an offense that really will run the ball if you allow them to. But I don't think that's going to be the case. The last time these two these two teams played, he had his best fantasy day of the season. And Baltimore is missing their entire secondary. Everybody's out. They're hurt. They're on COVID. Their defense is missing a bunch of pieces. And to be honest with you, I, I just don't see how they're in, in what I think they follow a very similar blueprint to what the Packers did and just threw all over them. They said, you know, we're not going to try to run on you. You know, we saw AJ Dillon had had one of the lowest touch shares he's had in a, in a while. He only played like 30% of the snaps. And they said, no, we're just going to throw, we're just going to throw the rock. Right. And I think that's what they do here. And at 5,900, that's incredibly too cheap for Joe Burrow. Yes, it is a divisional game. So that gives me some pause because, you know, these divisional games can kind of go sideways a little bit. But overall, like he is probably in the best spot on the slate because just because of matchup. What scares me about Herbert? Well, I love Herbert. Justin Herbert's been excellent this year. He's been one of the best fantasy quarterbacks you have. The problem with him is, is I don't know against Houston. Like, do they really open up the offense as much? Do they just run the ball, play a little bit more conservative, win this game outright, and and keep it moving? You know, unless Houston could keep this game close and and, and you know push them, I don't know how much they do throw the ball there. But I don't mind Justin Herbert because he carries that upside. But Jalen Hurts at 6,400, the dude just snipes every touchdown away. 
every touchdown. Miles Sanders has absolutely zero touchdowns, okay? We are still in first. (laughs) 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 And, um... And so, and and so, Jalen Hurts though, because of his rushing floor, because of his rushing upside, even if even if they're able to get ahead, it, it's. I mean, Jalen Hurts has been the model of consistency this year. I mean, every he has every game this year, every game but one, he's been at least a top ten fa- uh, scoring quarterback. So you know the floor is absolutely there. For them. I mean, he's not that expensive, and I honestly would just play him naked. I don't think you have to run him back with anybody. You don't have to play him with anybody. I think you simply just play him naked and keep it moving. Because I mean, he is, he is. There's, there's no other quarterback, or there's not many quarterbacks on this slate that are just a lock for twenty uh, for twenty DK points almost every single week. And so p- playing Jalen Hurts makes a lot of sense to me. And like I said, I to me, it, it's I, I'm going to go naked if, if I go that direction, right? And then from there, you know, the, the other quarterback options on, on this slate, you know, um, I, I think Huntley. I think that does make sense if you want to go that direction again. But I, I have a feeling he's going to be. A hell of a lot more popular. Yeah, if he's popular, I'm going to be out. I'll play. I'll play Cousins at 62, or Russ at 61, or end up playing uh, Fields down at 52. Well, you know, people are going to be chasing last week's production, right? Yeah. And, and so, yeah. and then I mean, they're they're going to be priced up as a whole offense, right? Like Mark Andrews is 7K, uh, and and you know they absolutely smashed uh, last week, and they pretty much have to do what they did last week to. Not Huntley. I mean, he's six K. I mean, he if he can get you, if he can get you twenty to twenty four, you're still fine uh, at six K. Um, but I mean, Andrews being at seven K, and if you're playing Huntley, you're probably playing Andrews uh, for you know the ceiling outcome that we saw last week. But I mean, just the odds that that happens again are just so small <laughs> when when you consider the ownership that that they're going to have. Which I can I didn't pull up the ownership pre uh, pre show. I can pull that up. You have interest in Russ. I mean, 6,100. That's the cheapest I think he's ever been. I need this game to end. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I just I, I just don't know if you can trust him. I mean, he's, he's, he's done nothing. I mean, he has not been great. He didn't, And I don't even know what his ceiling really is, really. I mean, you have to go all the way back to week two where he scored 26 and 27. But other than that, I mean, his ceiling since we set four now obviously he had the injury so he missed time and all that stuff so that that does you know ends up making you know it makes sense there on that on that part of it right but at the at the end of the day we're still talking about um you know his best game he's had really since he's been back is 21.2 dk points and so i mean he has been this low he was you know um against the rams i guess that that was on a tuesday night slate so that's a little bit different but he was 6100 in that slate now I get it, it's against Chicago. Chicago's secondary has been has been horrendous, you know. So I understand that po- that that point of view of it. Um, but it's just I, I I don't know. It just feels a little thin. Like I think the upside's there. Tyler Lockett's back. You know, DK Metcalf's there. But it's just like honestly, watching Russell Wilson play quarterback right now, it looks he looks like a quarterback who just doesn't give a shit. Like he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't have that same fire that you normally see from him, you know, making plays and like, no, it's like, it's like he drops back, but it's not there. He's either going to take the sack or he's going to, you know, and that's it. And so I'm, I'm sure he's just fed up with the whole situation every year. The offense looks exactly the same. The defense, I mean, it's just, it's just like a, it's like a, it's like a groundhog's day for them for the most yeah. part, you know? And so I think at the end of the day, you know, I, I think that that's, that's sort of the problem here with this offense. 
Um, and, and so I don't, I don't hate it. Um, but I, I think, I think it's a really low owned play. I don't think anybody's going to play him. Right. Yeah. And what's their, what's their total right now? Uh, let's see 24 and a half. So it's not terrible. You know, it's not bad. It opened at 25 yeah. and a quarter. And now it's up, it's down to 24 and a half. Um, <laughs> just, they're uh, they're gonna kick the field goal. Tannehill, yeah. Tannehill just put it on the right side of the field. I'm just waiting to see how this is gonna play out and how, what this is gonna do to me. San Francisco defense won't lose points because they're in the 14 to 20 point range. Yeah, so I don't, I don't have I, San Francisco's defense. I'm just worried about the kicker. Right, but yeah, if somebody had like the kicker with the defense, they would they would net each other out. If it went to twenty one points, but... I'll be so heated if I lose off a kicker field. If if I drop way down off a kicker damn field goal, you, you might because he's got a what's he got five points, six points the kicker. So this would go put him at nine, ten. This is a forty something yarder. You almost, I almost want him to miss it <laughs> and have this go overtime, score a touchdown with one of the guys I have. True. Well, I won't let you know what happens. Uh, you you good on QB? You want to jump to running back? Or yeah, we're just, I'm destroying the show right now. <laughs> so, uh, with what's what's going on. So, anyways, I think for me, I, I think that's kind of where I come in uh, at quarterbacks. You know, uh, I think the guys you hit on, but for me, I, I'm I'm going to stay right around. You know, I'm going to have Josh Allen. I'm going to have um, Joe Burrow. And I'm going to have, you know, I, I think those are the two quarterbacks that I want that access to the most. Sure, I'm going to have some of the other guys that will be a little chalkier. Well, I'll definitely play a little bit of Stafford. Wait, has it updated the points? He made it. So I know he made it. But I'm waiting to see if it updated the field, the points. Because if it is, I'm still in first. Well, click your team. And if it says 20 to 17, then yeah. It does. Yeah, then it should be updated. You just got to survive one last play. No way. Let's go, Kev. Hell yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, you got to survive one more play. All right, so let's take it uh let's take it to running back. Um we've got Dalvin Cook uh 8300 at the top. He just got ruled out for this game cuz he is uh he got COVID. Um Austin Eckler sounds like he has a chance to play, but he's he already went on a live show yesterday uh, when where Austin Eckler actually goes on shows and talks about fantasy football. Uh, and he told Dawson Knox on that show to pick up Justin Jackson because Justin Jackson's going to smash this week. So uh, it sounds like it came from Eckler <laughs> himself that uh, he is not going to play uh, this week. And then, so that leaves the highest price running back 7,400 Najee Harris uh, at Kansas city. You've got Fournette uh, on IR with a, with a, Injury, uh, 7,300, not playing this week. Uh, then, so that leaves Harris as the only guy over 7K, uh, which, Kev, you you know, you alluded to. There's a lot of cheap running backs this week to play. I mean, just by default, there really is no running back to pay up for, essentially. Uh, you've got Joe Mixon, 6,900 at home against Baltimore in uh, not a good matchup. You've got Madison, Alexander Madison, going to fill in for Dalvin Cook at home against the Rams in a high total game, but also not a good matchup. Uh, the Rams are good against the run, 6,800. Uh, Cordero Patterson, 6,700 at home against Detroit. That's semi-interesting, but he just doesn't really have a ceiling. Um, Saquon Barkley, 6,500 at Philly. Uh, Barkley's just kind of not been, you know, a high ceiling guy at, at really at all this year. Uh, you got DeAndre Swift. If DeAndre Swift plays, 
how much DeAndre Swift at 6,300 uh, are you going to have uh, against ATL? Because I think I will have uh, a ton myself. Um, Javante Williams, 6,100 at, at the Raiders. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 6K uh, at home against Denver. And that rounds out everybody over 6K. Um, so, you know, mentioning those guys, uh, Najee Harris is interesting because nobody's going to pay up for running back. Uh, my concern with him is he just doesn't really have a ceiling. Uh, and we haven't really seen his consistency that we saw the first half, half of the year uh, take part in this second half. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with Najee Harris yet. Uh, but I do know that nobody's going to pay up for him because everybody's going to pay down. So it, it makes your build uh, inherently different from the get-go if you were to play Najee Harris. So he's interesting. I'm probably going to be out on Alexander Madison if he's going to end up insanely popular. But if he's not going to be popular, uh, the workload he should get, I mean, he's going to be heavily involved in the pass game, even if they're losing, uh, because, you know, you go back to uh, a couple of his his big his starts earlier this year. Uh, when they played Seattle, he had eight targets. And when they played Detroit the first go round in week five, he had seven targets. So he still has a ton of pass catching uh, upside there uh, as the the workhorse back. Um, so uh, interested to see where his ownership comes in before I kind of decide whether I'm going to play him or not. Um, then, like I mentioned, DeAndre Swift, if he plays uh, at 6,300 against Atlanta, um, I mean, their season's done, right? They, they have one win. So uh, if he plays, you, you have to think that, you know, he's fully healthy and that they're not really risking him uh, to, you know, further in, re-injure whatever, whatever injury he's got going on, uh, you know, with his shoulder. Uh, so if he plays, I'm definitely going to have interest in DeAndre Swift. Uh, and then, you know, we didn't even mention James Robinson isn't practicing, but it sounds like that's a, a minor rest day. And we, you know, pre-show we were talking about uh, the, all the running backs that are in good spots. And we, you and I didn't even mention James Robinson. Uh, he's 5,900 against the Jets as, as the lone guy in the offense. Uh, I'm going to play a ton of James Robinson uh, because he is not going to be you know, as high owned as he should be uh, in this spot with the, you know, the Q tag and, and all that. But it sounds like he's just getting regular rest days uh, as, as they've had throughout the entire season. He's, he's missed a lot of Thursday practices. So uh, I am have heavy interest in James Robinson at 5,900 against the New York Jets, who are the absolute worst defense in the NFL and quite possibly the worst defense we've seen in a long, long time. Uh, the Miles Sanders injury is one to pay attention to because if, you know, if he were to miss – uh, against the Giants, then that that opens up the Boston Scott and Jordan Howards of the world uh, because the Giants are one of the the worst run defenses in the NFL. So definitely uh, something to keep an eye on there if Miles Sanders were to be out. But even if he plays, I mean, 5,600 at home against the Giants, um, that is uh, definitely something to be interested in. And uh, I will let you talk about Ronald Jones, and then I'll just finally mention the free square of the week. I will not – and I would not have a single team without Justin Jackson this week. 4,200 uh, for a guy that is going to get the workload that he is going to get against the Houston uh, Texans is not something I'm going to pass up on. He got 13 carries last week and and one target in a game that Eckler played in. And he has become, you know, the the the, the main backup behind Eckler, and he is going to get – it sounds like the full workload. They don't really trust Joshua Kelly to handle that. He's got, you know, he's fumbled a couple times. Uh, they're, they're rookie. 
uh, Larry Roundtree, he's, he's been inactive, uh, healthy and active for the last few weeks, pretty much most of the season. So it is going to be the Justin Jackson's show against the, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. 4,200 is just simply way too cheap for him. What the uh, hell just so, happened? What, did you get knocked down in the standings? It just updated. It dropped me down. How much were you ahead by? Did they stay stat correct something from that last insane last play? But who could they have given that to? Well, it's it goes as it goes as negative receiving yards or something, or it goes it's some they somehow get receiving yards, but it's not they don't get receptions. And then if if it was a fumble, somebody gets a credit for a fumble. So there would be minus points on that. I didn't see the play because uh, I was trying to keep this podcast alive. <laughs> I'm so confused though because like uh, Debo lost. Oh no! Now went back. Now it's updating again. I would uh, I would close out of it <laughs> and let it let it simmer for a few minutes, and you know, while they try to sift out the the actual stats on that last play, because there was a ton of laterals. Uh, I mean, they threw the ball around six or seven times to to a bunch of different guys, so they'll have to sort out how those uh, statistics uh, work in terms of actual stats, but. Um, Kev, talk to us on running back uh, real quick as as uh, as that goes back and forth. Anyway, all right. That was weird. Okay, I don't know. That's going to be a real uh, kick in the nuts if something like that happened all of a sudden. Anyway, all right. So, I uh, you know I, I think at running back, I, I think that you know I I think you brought up you know if you've talked about Ronald Jones, uh, Ronald Jones at fifty one hundred. Uh, at his price tag, right? Um, I left him there for you to tell us why we shouldn't play Ronald Jones. I, I think it's an absolute trap, and if he's going to be chalk because of, because of his price tag, I, th- I think it's a massive mistake. Because so for for Ronald Jones, right? He's one they do not trust him whatsoever at all as a pass catcher, and and uh, we, we saw we saw it last week, right? With him, uh, that even even after Leonard Fournette went down, they never trusted him as a pass catcher in that game. They they continued to go to Keyshawn Vaughn, who looked absolutely horrendous in that game, looked absolutely terrible, right? And they still did. And then they bring in Le'Veon Bell immediately. And I honestly think there's a chance that they could give Le'Veon Bell that role, that pass catching work, until they get Gio Bernard back. And so I I just do not trust that they're going to give him that kind of opportunity. To, uh, to to be the lead back, right? And what made Leonard Fournette so great was his ability to uh, you know soak up a lot of uh, a lot of touches through the backfield, um, or as a as a pass catcher in that offense. And he was seeing like seven, eight, nine targets a game. Ronald Jones isn't seeing that. And if he's not going to see the pass catching work, why would I pay fifty one hundred dollars when there's plenty of quarterbacks or running backs in that five k range that I think makes sense? I mean, Miles Sanders is only five hundred dollars more than he is. Play Miles Sanders in a, in a smash matchup against the Giants. David Montgomery's fifty seven hundred, great matchup against Seattle. Play him. Sony Michelle looks like he's the lead back against this excellent. I mean, one of the best matchups against Minnesota at fifty five hundred. Like I just can't get on board with Ronald Jones. He's fifty one hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it's a trap. I think he can get benched at, at any moment. He misses a, a, any pass protection or anything. Uh, you know, they'll they'll throw Vaughn in there. Or, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if Le'Veon Bell is active this week. Jesus, this is going to give me a heart attack. Now I'm back up to first. <laughs> Jesus, all right. Um, anyway, 
So, uh, so, so th- that's where I come in on, on him, right? I just don't think it makes sense. And then looking at the running backs, this feels a lot like last week, right? Where there, there, there was a couple high-priced running backs, but I didn't feel great about them. Joe Mixon was one of them. Like, I didn't like Joe Mixon at all in the matchup that he, that he was facing against Buck and the Bucks. Najee Harris was up there, I believe, was the other one. Didn't feel comfortable with him. So, you know, the, 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 the play was paying down in the middle price tier of running backs and not pay these high-priced guys, right? And so, for me, like, I, I just I think I'm going to do the same thing. You know, Baltimore is still great against the run. That's, I mean, they're one of the best run defenses in all of football. I think they're first or second in adjusted line yards to, to running backs. They just, you just beat them through the air. They're a complete run fu- or pass funnel. And so I can't play Joe Mixon at 69, even though that, that, that's, he is cheaper. And he's also, he just doesn't see any pass catching work. You know, like they still have not used him as a pass catcher this year, which makes zero sense to me. It's been all on the ground. And so I can't trust that. Alexander Madison. You know, Dalvin Cook is out. Yeah, sure. But this is a great matchup against the Rams. Rams are middle of the road as as a, as a run defense. But I don't think I can trust Alexander Madison in this spot. So I, I don't want to play him. Najee Harris, like I already talked about. Kansas City has been, and like we saw last week, and people will look back at what, what, how Kansas City struggled against the Chargers, right, um, in, in that game. And so – um. In, in, in that game against the Chargers. But that was because Chris Jones was out. Chris Jones isn't out this week, right? Uh, Chris Jones is back. They're getting a lot of their defensive pieces back. They will be without Nick Bolton, possibly, which could be a problem. And getting Willie Gay back is a, is, is a big upgrade for them. Um, but so I, I just don't love Najee Harris at 7,400. And so if you, once you start going down in, in, the, in the running back, James Robinson, Great matchup once again at 5,900. He's still incredibly too cheap. I think he handled like all of the touches in that backfield, right? At 59, or at, and he's still only 5,900. Against the Jets. Yeah, against the Jets, which is, I mean, just yeah. the worst run defense in the league. They have yeah, been. I mean, he had 18 carries and six targets last week. Yeah. 24 opportunities. And now he gets that against the Jets. Yes. And we're not worried that the Jets running away with this game and taking this from him. You know, like that's not going to happen. And so for me, I, I, I just think that, I mean, but he's probably also going to be really chalky, which I would expect because it's a matchup against the Jets. But sometimes it's not the bad idea just to eat the chalk and go with somebody like James Robinson at 5,900. That's what I did last week. I mean, it just, he's, it was just too great of a spot for him to, uh, for him to really fail. And then uh, the other one, I think it's Clyde Edwards Lair that's right below him is a good leverage off of James Robinson if you don't want to go there. Because the Steelers have been fucking terrible against the run. The last five weeks, they were allowing six yards per carry. Six yards per carry. They allowed Deonta Foreman to go over 100 on him. You know? I mean, they are just terrible against the run. Now, the big question is, will the Chiefs Chiefs commit to running the ball? Now, if they don't have Kelsey and they don't have Tyreek, I don't think they're going to have a choice. But to be a little bit more conservative and go with something like that, right? So, I, I think at the like I, I think this middle tier running back, I guess what I'm saying is where I'm going to live. Um, the starting probably um, with I, I can't play Saquon. I'm not playing him, but I do like Cordell Patterson. I mean, you have to love Cordell Patterson at 6,700. I think that's where I start with the running backs that I would want to play against Detroit. Then I, you know, from there, I think him. I think James Robinson. I think Claude Zulaire. 
Javonta Williams at 6,100. Now, Javonta is another interesting guy, too, because last week he handled 59% of the snaps and 45% of the passing routes to to uh, Melvin Gordon, who only played 41% of the snaps and only 24% of the passing routes. Now, that would maybe could have been a one-week sample size, but they, they're at a spot now. They're probably out of the playoffs. Why not see and just give and just commit fully to Javante Williams at this point? There's no point in continuing just to run Melvin Gordon every week. So I wouldn't be surprised if it continues to happen. And the Raiders have been terrible. They've allowed the fourth most DK points to running backs. So I like Javante as well at 6,100. And I don't think he will carry the ownership because the running backs he is, he, he is currently crunched in between. Yeah. If Swift plays, are you playing him? He is risky. It, I think that he's not a bad play because I don't think he's going to have much ownership. But as it is a matchup against Atlanta, they do have, you know, it sounds like Jamal Williams could be back. They have Craig Riddle, too, has been handling the rock. I don't think he's going away. But it's hard to pass up on him at $6,300, right? Considering with the last time he was played, I mean, he was up in the 7K range, upper sixes. This is pretty cheap for him. Yeah, and, and kind of my point on Swift was, you know, with being a one-win Lions team, right? Like, if you're playing Swift, he's fully healthy, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you're not going to risk re-injuring Swift, uh, his shoulder even more if, you know, by only ha- when you only have one win. So, uh, definitely uh, definitely like him. Uh, is there any other running backs you want to hit on, or um, you want to just go ahead and move to wide receiver? <clears throat> I think other than that um, – I'm sure you waxed poetically about Justin Jackson, just smash him in, free square. Yes, he's a free square, yeah. The only concern I would have, from, I guess from a from a devil's advocate perspective, is maybe they don't give him all the run. That maybe that you see Joshua Kelly. Uh, maybe even split carries and, and, split, and split touches. And maybe he doesn't see the pass-catching work. Uh, that we think he could because they're they're playing the Texans and they don't have to throw the ball as much. That would be the only concern with him, I think, is that while, yes, I, and even if you look at him last week, he played like 50, almost 60% of the snaps last week with Eckler healthy. So I, I'm not expecting it. I'm not, I'm not, but I'm saying this as a devil's advocate. I think there would be, a, there is a, a chance that, you know, that he ends up just splitting touches with Joshua Kelly and maybe he doesn't get there. My counter argument is he's forty two hundred dollars, and right. he can score his ten point nine he scored last week with Eckler active. And so, like, let's say Kelly were to somehow get the Eckler role that Eckler had last week, um, Jackson still scored eleven points with Eckler playing, uh, and that eleven points at forty two hundred dollars isn't going to kill you, uh, especially because everybody's going to play him now. If he goes out and scores, you know, twenty four points, which he's absolutely capable of, he can score multiple touchdowns uh, against Houston. Uh, and and go for 100 rushing yards. That is not out of the question at all. And, and if you don't play him, uh, you're pretty much dead in the water uh, because he's only 4,200, and he, uh, pretty much everybody's going to play him, especially in the, the the lower lower number of entrant tournaments. Um, I mean, if you're going to play in the Millie Maker, I mean, there is sense to to fade him because you know he is going to be so popular. You're just you know at that point, you know you would just be hoping for. I hate to say hoping for an injury, but I mean, at that point you would be just praying that somehow game theory works in your favor and that somehow the 60% on whatever he's going to get up to uh, Justin Jackson would not work out in a, in a tournament of that size, but in small field stuff, just play him and move on um, and don't overthink it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't hate it, you know, and I, I think I think you make a lot of good points there with that, um, with him. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind just a little bit of leverage, but if you play a ton of lineups, just playing some Joshua Kelly as leverage off of Justin Jackson, right? Because they're both in the same spot. They're both in the same matchup, right? And so I think those would be the things that I would look at that – that you know with it um that maybe if you if, if you're playing in a lot of if you're you're different right because you're, you're only playing you know one or two lineups so you're not yep. going to do that but for the people that are max entering or playing a ton of different lines i think it does make a lot of sense right to have a little bit of leverage go with like a joshua kelly off of justin jackson definitely and who's who's cheaper right i i think i think kelly is 4k and so not that it matters 400 4200 40, 40, is not a, it doesn't really fucking matter but yeah. i don't i don't hate doing that either D bro, you love to fucking see it. Yeah, I you, you do. You, you do love to see it. Uh, people that are just joining us uh, missed it. We had a live sweat on the DGen pod. The pod went off the rails. Uh, Maddie yes, D, I, I, Maddie D I, has I, taken over the hosting for tonight because Kev is is just non-existent. At the I moment. have to be honest, with you, I have not been. I have uh, like the last thirty minutes uh, of this show, the last twenty minutes of the show, I have been useless. Um, uh, so I apologize. But when you are live sweating and uh, you hit, and then all of a sudden. You up re recheck it, and all of a sudden you drop down to twentieth out of nowhere, and you're like, "What? The game's over with? How did this just happen?" Right? And then it came back. So thank, thankfully, thankfully, it came back, and I'm back in first. So, <laughs> you know, with that that crazy last play that they had. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it sticks. We have nothing else to change. Uh, yeah. You just you just want to see that uh, that notification. Yes, the that's what right I'm waiting for app. now. That's so the next step. Congratulations. I, I, I fear won. that's going to be I fear that's going to be two or three hours from now. You know, oh, it'll it take some time. It will. But regardless of that, we had a live sweat on on the show. So D bro, I don't know if you're in here for it, but it was uh, it was something. And uh, I appreciate Maddie for uh, holding it's, it it's, down. You know what's funny and, and ironic is you know I was reaching out to you before we hopped on and was like, hey, just making sure you know nothing popped up. You're still good to go uh, for this. And and you were like, yeah, yeah, we're good unless you want to do the pod solo uh, this week on Saturday. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it solo. And yet here we are. I'm still doing it solo. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's all it's all good, man. Uh, it's been a, it's been I, and I'll say it's it's been a rough year for me. Uh, yeah, no, playing, it right? has for me too. I mean, I ha- I had a big week last week that pretty much brought me back to to break even and 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 uh, then ahead a little bit uh, on the year. So um, it's these last couple of weeks have finally we've both you and I have turned it around. So it's good good to get in the green and. Your win has uh, definitely, I'm, I'm sure, taken you out of the hole and then brought you severely into the green. Uh, oh, absolutely! A, but this a is nice little been... 4K hit in in the first place. This is why you play. I mean, this is why you. This, this is why I play GPPs. You know, that's and... exactly right. One tournament win makes you, you can lose the other 16, 17 weeks. If you win one tournament, it covers your whole season. Right, and so that's and it's funny too because two things. One, uh, a few weeks ago, I was just talking about like, man, I just need to take a break, back away from this. Yep. And you said last night in our chat that you were not playing. Yes, and I said I'm not playing. I'm saying this now. I'm not playing tomorrow. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. And I, this is what happens. (laughs) And I played, and I actually, I almost forgot because I actually went Christmas shopping with my son, doing something for my, uh, for for the missus. And so we were running around. I was like five thirty. Oh shit! I need to reserve some lineups. I'm gonna play tonight. And so I, I went ahead and reserved some lineups real quick. And then I was standing at Chipotle buying one, buying dinner for us. As I'm, I'm just building these lineups, really, uh, you know, building my lineups and everything else. And Dude, then, maybe you should build your main slate lineups like that. Just, just go like whatever your first thing that comes to mind. Like, don't overthink it. Maybe you know, maybe you're overanalyzing stuff, 
and just, you know, go with, go with the flow. And, and get, I'm sure you looked at ownerships and saw, you know, AJ Brown was going to be under owned, and we're like, screw it. Let me captain him. And uh, you played Ayuk, who was not high owned. He was 27% in your contest. The great leverage off of, you know, George Kittle, uh, who was insanely popular and did absolutely nothing. Uh, so, you know, you got, got to that and, um, you know, you had a unique build and, and that's what we talk about, you know, every single week in here, it's like, don't just play something different to be different, play something different that has a ceiling and your, your AJ Brown, you know, whatever he was, seven, eight percent captain that has a ceiling, your Brandon, Ayuk, 25% owned in the flex that has a ceiling. Uh, and so, you know, you made, you made great roster, uh, construction choices there and, and it ended up paying off. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely happy for you. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, now you have to decide whether you're going to tell the missus, uh, because I'm sure she will expect to see uh, a cut of that. <laughs> I, do, I definitely got to buy an AJ Brown jersey. I know that for sure. Oh, absolutely. Right. I expect you uh, to be in on the pod next week in an AJ Brown jersey. Yeah, it's going to happen. We're going to buy an AJ Brown jersey. So, um, anyways, I think other than that, I think that pretty much covers the running backs. Like I said, I, I am living and dying in the the five K range, and we're just going to have to also just kind of be. Uh, it's not quite like NBA, but we're going to have to be a little bit like NBA and be fluid and, you know, change up our, our you know, who we want to play in our player pools with all this COVID stuff. Cause I do not think we're done with, with the players that are going to be ruled out with COVID this week. Yeah, I would expect I a little bit more tomorrow on Friday um, as well. So let's see. Sorry, boys. I'm very late tonight by Walido. Thank you for the super chat. I hope you, uh, you accept these $20 as an apology, Sierra Walido. Also, thank you, Batty, for making me play Huntley 1 over 3K because of my Huntley-Andrews-Cook Gabe Davis lineup. Let's, Let's go, go Walido. We're all just wedded money. Walido, right. I don't miss it. I don't know if you just joined, but I took down the showdown slate, uh, won about 4 th- 4K there. So, uh, hey, uh, we're all winning money. Merry Christmas to, to us all. Yes, sir. Walido, I played that same Huntley Andrews Cook stack. You know, we talked about it on the pod uh, last week, and that was definitely one uh, that won us a ton of money uh, last week. So good to see that Walido had a big week last week as well. Yeah, things you love to see. So things are, things are turning around here at the DJ Nation Pod. Yeah, now now let's all let's all let's all win money. Let's all let's let's put together this lineup uh, here in a little bit, and uh, hopefully it just takes something down. We all just we all we all we all win. So, anyways, let's let's jump over to wide receiver. Uh, we got Cooper Cup at the top at ninety one hundred. Uh, Tyree Kill at eighty four hundred, who is also on on COVID. So I don't know if he, you know it. It very well may not play. Justin Jefferson eighty one hundred. Keenan Allen at seventy seven. Stephon Diggs at seventy six. Deontay at seventy five. Uh, Jamar Chase at seventy one hundred. Mike Evans, who is questionable at seven K. Adam Thielen, who says he's going to be back, but I don't know. We'll see him and play in that game. Um. That I, I just don't know. Sixty nine hundred. Like he did not look good uh, pregame uh, for the was it Monday night whenever they played or was it Sunday yeah. night? Uh, either way, uh, he did not. He he looked uh, not good. So, but he says he's going to try to play this week. Hunter Renfro sixty eight hundred. Tyler Lockett has been activated and he's returning sixty seven hundred. DK Metcalf sixty four hundred. T Higgins at sixty two hundred. Mike Williams at sixty one hundred. And then uh, Devontae Smith at six K. Maddie, what do we start with? Listen, actually, let's start with this. Cooper Cup, he's on the main slide again. He's 9,100. There is a real case to be made that that is still too cheap for him for what he brings to the table. He is absolutely crushing the field this year. Every week, he is dropping 
monster numbers. 37 uh, this past week, 34, 29. Now, he did have 18.6 against Green Bay, and then 26.2, 20.5, 27 and a half, 40.6, 37. Like, how do you not play? He only he only has one game below ten targets and only four games below 20, 25 fantasy points. On this slate, when we have the low dollar running backs, and every week we have low dollar quarterbacks that we can play. Uh, on this slate, slate specifically, though, I will not have a team without Cooper Cup. He's just he's too integral to what that offense is doing. Uh, you can run the ball on Minnesota, so you know maybe that does take a little bit of the air. Uh, out of the ball from from Stafford's perspective. Um, and the fact that they did combine, you know, like both Henderson and Michelle got a, a ton of work uh, last week. You know, that was not something that we were, were accustomed to seeing with McVay, right? Usually he leans on just one guy. So, you know, if they are able to have success running the ball uh, early, then I guess you could see them just run the ball over and over again. But, I mean, that's not in McVay's DNA either. Uh, you know, Stafford is – at the top of the league in, in pass rate, uh, especially when they get in close to the the goal line. So it's like, you know, when you play Cooper Cup, you're pretty much getting goal line carries uh, at that point. So, uh, I mean, he's got a ton of games with, with two touchdowns. I think he's got, you know, four or five two-touchdown games this year, which is crazy. Uh, so, yeah, 9,100, I mean, he's pretty much going to – he's pretty much a lock for 20-plus uh, fantasy points. And like we said, on this slate, you know, uh, it's low scoring, low totals across the board for the most part. Uh, you're looking for locked in floor ceiling combos again. And Cooper Cup is this, he's the Devontae Adams play of last week. And like Devontae Adams didn't get you there. He only got 16 points last week. He was still on optimal teams uh, and only being, you know, with 16 points at 80, 8,600 or whatever he was uh, because of how low scoring the slate was across the board. And I think we have a similar uh, makeup here with this slate uh, and, and how it shakes out. Um, I just don't see. Another wide receiver, frankly, that has Cooper Cup's upside. I mean, I guess you could sell me uh, on Justin Jefferson against the Rams on the other side, considering that Rams defense has not been that good uh, this year against the pass. But um, I I would want Thielen to be in before I play Justin Jefferson because uh, we saw Jeff- Jefferson against the Bears. You know, the Bears double teamed him. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams do the same thing because the Vikings pretty much have nobody else if Thielen's not on the field. So, um, I'm going to get to Cooper Cup and make him a priority this week and and then just kind of figure out the rest, especially with, like I said, the, the cheap running backs we have. It makes it too easy uh, to get up to Cup this week. So um, I'll, I'll let you kind of talk about these other top-end guys. I just want to mention um, one guy that's up here, and that's Jamar Chase at 7,100. And I mentioned, you know, that I'm not going to – I'm probably not going to play Burrow myself because Burrow only has one game over 25 fantasy points this year. And that was the, the outbreak against Baltimore. So, you know, Burrow can still have a really good game and, and, and takes only one guy with him. And that could be Jamar Chase or T Higgins are the two guys that I have interest in, but um, you can get all your Burrow exposure to by just playing one of these two wide receivers Uh, and, and Jamar Chase. We know that he's as big of boomer bust as it gets. I mean, he can legit score four fantasy points, and he can he can legit score forty. So, uh, this is such a good matchup for Chase. Chase is the downfield target for Burrow, uh, and this Baltimore defense with no corners is still playing the same style of defense every single week. And that's they they pressure the quarterback and they leave their cornerbacks on islands out out on the outside. Uh, we saw MVS for the Packers tear them up 
uh, because of this last week. So uh, they, they were double teaming Adams and leaving everybody else, uh, you know, kind of out there to roam. But I don't think they're going to double team Jamar Chase. Uh, I don't think he deserves that kind of Devontae Adams respect just yet, because considering he's a rookie. Uh, and, and, you know, they have T. Higgins on the other side who they have to respect. And uh, they have T- Tyler Boyd in the slot who they have to respect. So I'm not expecting this Baltimore team to just come out and just say, let's take away Jamar Chase like we took tried to take away Devontae Adams. So I think 7,100 for Chase uh, is is a good price for his upside. He absolutely can still burn you, but um, his upside is uh, something that I'm going to chase this week. Um, Monroe St. Brown is one other guy that I wanted to talk about because his volume is absolutely absurd. And he's got 12, 12, and 11 targets in the last three weeks. And, you know, something that I I was kind of thinking about is this volume spike has correlated with DeAndre Swift being out. Uh, After, you know, Swift got hurt in that Thanksgiving game against Chicago, and that's when the next three games we've seen this double-digit target spike uh, for St. Brown. And so if Swift is back, then I'm going to be off him, I think. But if he's out again, St. Brown has just kind of been Goff's safety blanket, which – we have not seen those targets that were going to Swift go to these other running backs. They've gone to, to Amon Ra. So uh, I definitely like him at 5,600 against Atlanta. I think that's too cheap for his volume. And then one other guy, uh, I am very curious to see where this ownership comes in. Antonio Brown is $4,900 and could quite possibly be the only wide receiver uh, that Tom Brady trusts on that field. We could legit see Brown get 12 to 15 targets if Mike Evans doesn't play. Chris Godwin's already already on IR. This could end up being the Brown and Gronk show uh, for Tom Brady. So uh, I'm curious to see where his ownership is going to end up. You know, maybe people don't play him because of the Q tag and he's coming back off a multi-week injury. But just like we saw with A.J. Brown tonight, right? If guys are, you know, deemed, you know, they look good to go, they're going to get their full workload, you just – you play these these talented guys. Uh, we saw the same thing with Dalvin Cook two weeks ago against Pittsburgh, ran for 200 yards, uh, coming back off an injury as well. So the the reports from the beat writers in Tampa Bay are that Antonio Brown looks like his pre-injury self. Uh, and if, if that's the case, that's scary. Uh, for $4,900, I mean, like I said, he legit could get 12 to 15 targets uh, here because Tom Brady is just not going to throw the ball to anybody else pretty much other than, other than Gronk with Fournette, Godwin, and Mike Ed- Mike Evans possibly all three missing this game. So those are the main guys that that I wanted to hit on, and I will let you take over the wide receivers from here. So speaking of cheap wide receivers, I mean, one, there, there is some really incredible cheap wide receivers this week too uh, that I, I think they're going to be out there. But uh, one, I totally agree on the Jamar Chase uh, side of things at 7,100. Like I said, the Ravens allow the most pa- – uh, plays of 20 plus yards on the season and it's not even close uh, it's like them and the jets and then there's a big drop off they've continually just been burned deep this year and that is jamar chase's mo and uh this very well could be a real prime spot for a bounce back for him and so um i i you know coming off that 1.3 people got bad taste in their mouth you know not want to play him 7100 i think he's cheap enough or he has a true uh really high ceiling um so I, I do like uh, playing him um, as well. I, I completely agree with that one. You want to talk about somebody else who's seeing a ton of targets uh, 
And that is, uh, I guess, outside of really last week, but uh, Hunter Renfro, he is seeing a ton of targets. He's only 60, mm-hmm. 6,800. But man, that's, that, that seems a little bit too high for him uh, at that price tag. Uh, especially, I, I think so too. Uh, I'll let you talk about why, but I, I, I mean, he struggled against Cleveland uh, just this past week. He only got six points and Cleveland just, he got the, the, the double, double team treatment that we've seen Devonte Adams and Justin Jefferson getting. And, it's because with no Darren Waller out there, the Raiders and no Henry Ruggs, the Raiders have literally nobody else. And teams are uh, defenses are starting to say to these teams that have one guy and nobody else, let's double team this guy and make everybody else beat us. And so it's taking away the ceiling games from from these studs. No, for sure. And I think I th- but I just don't think he has a high enough ceiling to, to hit sixty eight hundred, right? And so if he was in the five k range, I think yeah, sure, for sure, right. Uh, the most we've seen him score is 32.7. I mean, that was off 13 receptions, 117 yards and a score uh, against Kansas City, you know, and that was in a shootout or not a shootout, but that was a game that they were trailing the entire time and had to throw the ball no matter what. I don't think you can say the same when they're playing against Denver, you know? And so yeah, I, I just I just can't get to that. But, you know, down here in, in this range of uh, wide receivers that you were talking about, the thing with Amon Ross St. Brown, too, that I will also mention is that they don't have Jared Goff. Or yeah, I, j- I didn't realize that he was on And COVID. so not even that If part he's of out, it, then I don't want to play him. I, I don't think there's a huge difference between Tim Boyle and Jared Goff, to be honest. Like, I don't think there's some huge gap between the two of them. But Probably not. But The problem is, is, is that putting a different quarterback in there, I don't know who he's got to target, right? Exactly. Him and Amon Ross St. Brown have, have a rapport. Mm-hmm. And you Literally. can see the ownership get high too because of the three straight double digit target games. And oh, with, for sure, for sure. With the right? and he's that still you're, cheap. You're he's he's yeah. not. He's not. He's not that expensive. I mean, fifty six hundred is not crazy. Yep. Right. But I, I just can't do it with so many different factors. And like I said, if DeAndre Swift comes back, I think that's a really sharp point of one of the reasons why he was seeing you know so many so many an elevated target share that he was. He's not seeing any deep balls. What yep. so fucking ever. Uh, his 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 yards per reception is nine point two, which is a hundredth, a hundredth, six point nine yard per target, which is eighty sixth. You just and he's seeing a twenty percent uh, market share of the air yards, which is sixty first among all wide receivers, and his air yards on the season sixty first. It's been all short underneath stuff, right? Which is something yeah. that we were seeing with DeAndre Swift. And his touchdown last week was just blown coverage by Arizona. I mean, he was wide open and two linebackers they they got mixed up on who was going to trade and 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 trail him uh because he was lined up pretty much as a tight end on that on that route so it was pretty much blown coverage is is really the only reason he had a deep touchdown uh but if you take away that play that is not really in his repertoire i mean he has a very pedestrian week last week and we're probably not even talking about him Right, and so it's, uh, who I do like, I like Darnell Mooney at fifty four hundred. He continues he continues to see a very a very solid target share every single week. Twenty five percent of that team's targets, you know, and uh, on the road against Seattle, uh, Justin Fields looks like he continues to get better. Now I, I think Justin Fields is a little banged up, but it sounds like he should be okay and he should play in this game. Allen Robinson, which I would have actually had some interest in playing at four K just because I'm I'm sick, but he has still not come off the COVID list, and so. You know, if he doesn't make it back, I think that's even 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 if he's back, Darnell Mooney is still one hundred percent in play. Uh, but uh, Darnell Mooney, I, I think, is is a pretty sharp play at fifty four hundred. I think he could end up being uh, leverage off of what Amon Ross St. Brown or even uh, Antonio Brown could be because he's kind of in that middle tier between those two guys, right? 
Um, when it comes to Antonio Brown, I don't mind him. And I, I, I am going to be really interested to see what his ownership is going to come in at because they, they've, there's been reports this week that he's going to play limited snaps, 30% of the snaps, I think is what they've talked about, or not 30%, 30 to 35 snaps, not 30 to 35%, which in my eyes, isn't really that big of a deal. That's probably means he's probably playing 70% of the snaps somewhere around there. Of the passing snaps. Yeah. Yes. Right. And at the end of the day, that really doesn't matter. I mean, that's what I was getting to was that like, if, if they throw the ball 40 times, I mean, so, okay, he's probably playing every passing down snap. So he's going to play mm-hmm. end up, you know, which, which doesn't really matter at that point. And so, you know, to me, it's, it's a complete 100% ownership play. Yeah. If it's, if his ownership is going to be 45%, 50%, something ridiculous, I'll be out on that or if, I'll be much lower to the field. If it's that ridiculous, I'm probably just going to play Gronk instead. I don't know that I'll play both and I may just end up, Playing Gronk, anyways, uh, especially if AB gets gets popular, because um, that's what I'm also curious about with Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is 4700, and no Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's out no matter what. There's no there's no if ands or buts. He's unvaccinated, and he's only 4700. We we've seen him now in back to back weeks put up some decent, pretty strong performances. He was one of the best uh, wide receivers last week at only 3700 dollars. So somebody that we talked about a lot. But he's seen, uh, you know, 15 targets over the last two weeks. He has scored a touchdown in three straight games. Like, he's trending in that direction, right? And he's still only $4,700. If he's going to be high on, I won't have him. But if he's not, and people are going to ignore him because it's against the Patriots, people are nervous about, again, kind of what happened the last time. And he's going to come on and, and under-owned. I will slam in uh, Gabe Davis all day at 4700 Because they're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. And... I don't think he's going to see a ton of J.C. Jackson. I think you end up seeing a lot of Stefan Diggs on him, right? Which I think will just open things up for Gabe Davis. And it's going to be a little more consolidated of a, of a target share because I think you could also then go to Dawson Knox. Uh, I see a lot more short intermediate route stuff that Cole Beasley would have typically have saw. I don't think he sees that now. Uh, I, I think that would probably go to a little bit more towards Dawson Knox. But so that, that, that those are kind of those are the guys that I really wanted to talk about. But we we cannot not talk about the Chiefs. We buried the lead. We buried right? the lead. Yes. So that we have the Chiefs situation. They have, with, by the way, they have the second highest total on the slate behind the Chargers. So Vegas still thinks the Chiefs are going to score a ton of points, possibly without Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Yes. And you have uh, McColl at 3,500. You have Byron Pringle at 3,300, I believe, um, in that game, right? <laughs> Josh Gordon, 3,100. The Marcus Robinson's down there. I mean, one one or two of these Chiefs receivers can get there, absolutely, and not even a question. And they are free squares. So, yeah. So Josh Gordon's thirty one hundred. Demarcus Robinson is three k. Uh, Pringles thirty three, and then Hardman's at thir- at thirty five. And I think, I think, now I could be wrong, but I think that McCole Hardman is going to have the most ownership of these wide receivers. Probably. Big mistake. Big time. We've talked about this in our chat yep. earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big mistake. I think it's Byron Pringle is the absolute smash play here at $3,300. He has the rapport with Patrick Mahomes. They trust him in high leverage situations. We've seen in very small sample size without Tyreek him be able to produce. And they do not trust McCole Hardman. And they do they they do not at all. His He has not played more than 35% of the snaps really since Josh Gordon has been there. 
they don't trust him. They don't allow him to do a whole lot. He might see some short, he'll probably see some short stuff, uh, you know, some short, you know, crossers and stuff like that. They will they'll let him do those sorts of things. But overall, you're not going to see some, you know, 10 targets for, for McCole Hardman, or I, I don't think it's nearly as likely. I think with Byron Pringle. And I think I, I, Josh Gordon feels a little, a little thin at 3,100. Yeah. I um, I know Pat Mahomes talked him up and said he has a lot of confidence in him this week. And, you know, I've been, you know, in one of our chats with Debro and the boys, you know, I've been making jokes about Josh Gordon. But at the end of the day, like, if I'm playing a bunch of lineups, I don't mind having a little bit of exposure to Josh Gordon because, I mean, he could go four for 40 and a touchdown and at 3,100 to get you there, you know? Yeah. Um, Because they have to throw the ball to somebody. But I, to me, it's Byron Pringle. And then I think uh, then I think I would probably go Hardman just because I could see him getting some of those short and intermediate stuff, you know, some of the stuff that Tyreek does, and then uh, followed up by Josh Gordon. But it, it's Byron Pringle than everybody else at at, at wide receiver. Okay, For I'm me. going I'm going to flag plant this week. Byron Pringle uh, is the guy. Uh, like I I dropped in the the chat yesterday when we were talking about it. Uh, the one game there was so there was four games in 2019 where Tyreek missed. And Kelsey actually played in those. Uh, and then there was one of those four games where Sammy Watkins was also out and Pringle filled in for Watkins because Watkins was pretty much taking over the the alpha role uh, while Tyreek was out. Um, but the game that Watkins missed as well, uh, Pringle had eight, eight targets, six catches, 103 yards and a touchdown. And we've seen this year too, Pringle's got three double digit games with Tyreek and Kelsey playing already as it is. So there is no risk at 3K, playing a guy who can get you, you know, eight points, even if it doesn't work out for you. And he's got a 25-point upside. Like, he legit has six catches for 100 yards and a touchdown, which gets you to 25 points uh, at 3K. I I will be playing Byron Pringle this week, absolutely. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And then the other situation would be if Mike Evans misses. So then you have the Bucks game where you're only going to have Antonio Brown, which then that, that really, I think it would be – Obviously, Tyler Johnson, right? And then it's going to come down to I don't know what they're going to do with with Brashad Perriman. Has he has he cleared uh, COVID yet? I don't know, but I'm pro- I'm probably just going to play Gronk to be honest. I mean, Gronk is getting so Gronk is literally Mark Andrews uh, leading up to what Mark Andrews ex- his explosions. I think Gronk is doing the same thing that Mark Andrews was doing before he exploded. Uh, if you look at this is a good segue into tight ends too. Um, if you look at Gronk's uh, game logs over the last five, eight, nine, eight, nine, eleven targets, and those eleven targets last week uh, against New Orleans, obviously come with all those receivers getting hurt, and that is that is Gronk's first double-digit target game of the season, uh, and he has uh, three games this year where he caught double-digit touchdowns, or I'm sorry, d- double touchdowns, where he caught two touchdowns. Uh, he has zero games where he caught only one touchdown, but he has three games where he caught two touchdowns. So the Gronk games do come in bunches. And, you know, we've seen, we even saw one week, uh, week 12 against Indy, he scored 22 DraftKings points without finding the end zone. He legit has the Mark Andrews upside we saw last week, last two weeks. Gronk has that this week, considering all of these guys are going to be out. Yeah, and and I guess all of that to say is you could legit see Gronk get you know a, a ten to twelve targets. Uh, you could see the running back split five to six targets themselves. 
you could see Antonio Brown get eight targets. Um, what's that? We're already up to 25 pass attempts. Uh, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, and whoever else mixes in. I mean, you're only looking at, you know, an extra eight to 10 targets that are left for those guys. Uh, maybe maybe 15 in, in a high-volume game, but I'm not necessarily sure that, you know, Brady throws for 45 to 50 attempts here against Carolina and what's, you know, probably projecting to be a very slow-paced game, especially with Carolina on the other side just running the ball over and over and over again. Um, so, honestly, I think the Bucks receivers are more of a trap than, than the Chiefs guys are. Yeah, because they have enough. I mean, with AB and and, and Gronk mm-hmm. um, to be able to get there. Because I was looking, Perriman's still on the COVID list, but he's forty two hundred. I can't do that. I thought he was even like three K. <laughs> yeah, I don't no. know how that happened. Um, but uh, <laughs> regardless, because they played what Monday? Yeah, they played Monday night game, right? Or is it Sunday night? No, it was uh, it was Sunday. Yeah, Sunday night. They, yeah, they it was Sunday night. night yeah. Saying, yeah, it was, okay, it was Sunday. But even still, I mean, uh, usually. Uh, pricing usually comes out what at halftime during Sunday night games usually, but anyways, regardless of that, forty two hundred Rashad Perriman, no thanks. But uh, Tyler Johnson is thirty nine hundred. Scotty Scotty Miller is thirty six hundred. I would so if I would look at it like this, if Perriman doesn't clear, I think that you would see Tyler Johnson likely play the outside more, similar to a Mike Evans type of role there, and then you would see AB slide into the slot and play that Chris Godwin slot role. And then I guess you'd probably have Scotty Miller on the other side. Miller does not play the slot. Yeah. And so he's an, he's an outside those would be the wide receivers that deep. you would end up having mm-hmm. there. I don't mind taking some shots on them, but I wouldn't be overweight to the field. Uh, I think Tyler Johnson would end up being the guy, I think, in my opinion, um, that people would, would gravitate towards between all of them. But just because we've kind of seen it this year. He's had a few games this year, that some pop-up games where, where he's kind of been there. But overall, uh, I, I don't think I would have a heavy exposure, especially whenever you can go down cheaper than that and play the Chiefs guys who there's got to be nobody there. I mean, if, if, if Kelsey and Hill do not come back, there is nobody there that stands mm-hmm. out that's just an obvious like, okay, they're going to feed the ball here, right? Like th- there is nobody that, that, that's going to take that away from them. And I guess let's go ahead and jump over to tight end because that leads us into the other option that we have who is also mint price as a tight end. So you have Travis Kelsey, obviously on COVID seventy three hundred. Mark Andrews at seven K. I, I, I mean, he might be uh, worth all of. Well, not he might. He is worth all of that with what he's been able to do lately. Um, Rob Gronkowski sixty two hundred, which you just talked about. Darren Waller, who is sixty two hundred, who is still not practiced. I don't. I, he may be done for the year. I don't know why they don't just send him six K. Kyle Pitts is fifty eight hundred. Dawson Knox, we've talked about fifty three hundred. Uh, uh, Dallas Goddard is fifty one hundred. Hunter Henry is forty seven hundred. Noah Fant's forty four hundred. Patty Fry, who uh, has he cleared? No, he has a practice. I don't think he's going to be back this week. I don't think he's going to no. be able to clear concussion protocol. This is like his second concussion in a month. Yeah. I would be shocked. Like I, at this point, you might just uh, think about not letting him come back. At least putting him on injured reserve to be able to get you know get right because two concussions in a month is not uh, something you want to see. This one's definitely going to take him a lot longer to come back from. And then you have Conklin at thirty nine hundred, thirty seven hundred dollars. Gerald Everett. Uh, Moreau, who got more involved this past week, is 3,600. Jared Cook's 3,500. The guy I want to talk uh, that, that I want to hit on is do you know who got activated today? Who got who got who got uh, designated for return? Brevin Jordan, no, <laughs> Dan Arnold, 
Let's go. $2,900. Dan Arnold against the Jets. If he gets activated, he was designated for return today. So that would that, that would just be the icing on the cake there for that situation, right? Uh, anyways, so talk to us about tight ends. I know you already talked about Gronk. I sounds like that's going to be the main guy you're going to have. The guy that I was going to talk about is Noah Gray. Noah Gray is $2,500. He is, he is the bare minimum. He's going to be the only guy. Blake Bell's also on COVID. They don't have any, literally any other tight ends. I think on the practice squad, I think they had like Ross Travis or something like that, who's absolutely nobody. They spent a fifth round pick on Noah Gray. There was a lot of hype talking about him coming out uh, in preseason and during training camp and during camp. I remember Kelsey talking a lot about uh, Noah Gray, how impressed he was with him. And that, you know, he talked about, oh, well, Noah Gray looks better than I did when I was coming, you know, in my, my first rookie mini camp or training camp and all that stuff. Um, looks more advanced than where I was at. Uh, that's just all, that's all player speak. Who cares about that? But he's literally going to be the only guy. He's going to be the tight end, right? And we know how much Patrick Mahomes looks for, you know, the tight end. And so Noah Gray at 2,500, like it's going to be hard to get away from. And I honestly don't mind double stacking tight end (laughs) this week. You know, going with a Noah Gray at $2,500, getting exposure to that Chiefs defense and the flex, and then playing like a Mark Andrews or Gronk, you know, uh, in the flex or at the tight end spot. Like I don't think it's a crazy thing to do. There's not a – you know, I don't. It may not be necessary this week because of the pay up spots at running back. There really isn't anyone to play minimum. You know, but if you wanted to do like a Cup and Jefferson type of uh, stack, you know, it's a type of, or even if it's a mini stack and you're not wanting to play the quarterbacks there, I think that's fine that you could do that. But so I, I don't mind doing that. But Noah Gray at twenty five hundred dollars, who very well could see eight to ten targets here. Is very hard to pass up on. Noah, Noah Gray is a good athlete too. We're not talking about some dad runner out there. Like he's a decent athlete out there as well. And so, um, if if he's going to be the guy, because like I said, no Blake Bell, he's he's out. Uh, so as well, they're both on COVID. Kelsey and him. If they're both out, it's going to be Noah Gray. He's going to play 100 percent of the snaps. He's going to see targets. Yeah, I I mean it just the slate just gets to the point where it's like how many how many value guys are, are too many in your lineup, right? Uh which is very interesting because you And know, I think maybe got- maybe it is just is just picking your spot, you know, and mm-hmm. not just and not loading up on all these guys and just picking a spot here, maybe one of them or two of them, and then letting the rest, you know, fall as it may. And I think that could get you to be different because yep. I it, at the end of the day, I what, what is probably going to end up happening though is we're going to see guys like Cooper Cup have uh, elevated uh, probably ownership because of the fact that you can fit in all these cheap guys. Yep. No, I I definitely agree. Uh, yeah, it's I'm I'm planning my flag in it. Last week it was Mark Andrews. I I'm seeing all the same things with Gronk that I saw with Andrews before the Andrews explosion. It's coming. The Gronk the Gronk 25 30 35 point game is coming. Uh, and it just very well might be this week against Carolina. So I'm going to be on board uh, before that uh, actually happens, because I think, you know, Andrews is going to be popular with what he's been doing. And he's got, you know, he's got two, two back-to-back games over 30 points and he's got a 40, 44 point game trickled in there earlier this year. But I mean, being at seven K at the tight end position now, Granted, I will say if you can build a lineup, you know, where you feel good about all your values and you can get to Andrews, I'm not saying don't play Andrews, especially, you know, if you're running it back with Jamar Chase on the other side, then Andrews makes a ton of sense uh, as a correlation there as a, as a mini stack. Uh, love the Chase, the Chase Andrews mini stack idea. So definitely wouldn't just not play Andrews just because. Um, but I think he may be a little more popular 
than what his price tag he should be popular. Um, then, then you know, if I'm going to get Gronk, basically, if I'm going to get Gronk at lower ownership and eight hundred dollars less in a game where Gronk's going to be the alpha and, and see double digit targets, I, I'm pretty much going to play that hundred times out of hundred, regardless of whether it works out or not for me on this one slate. But um, that's just kind of where I'm at. I mean, I I don't know what I'm going to do with the the Chiefs tight end yet. Uh, you know, Gray, I don't know if I'm going to play him or not. I haven't decided. I, I guess I'm just going to have to see where my build takes me, kind of like you were saying, and just see, you know, where everything fits in and, and where you feel the best about your values. Because, I mean, if I'm playing Justin Jackson and Byron Pringle, I don't necessarily need, you know, Noah Gray at tight end. I can I can probably fit in Gronk pretty easily uh, with that with that kind of build, especially if I'm paying down at QB as well. So, um, and then obviously we punt defense too, <laughs> right? So all of a sudden we've got four positions where we're paying min price for, for guys and uh, you got to spend the salary somewhere and, and it's, you know. Yeah, and if you look at it too, I'll say this, uh, at least with Mark Andrews, I mean, the Bengals have uh, uh, struggled in terms of stopping uh, opposing tight ends. Mm-hmm. They allowed the six most receiving yards to tight ends and they allow the seventh most uh, DK points to the position on the and season. And he's had, he's had success against them over the last couple of years, too. Like, he's had games where he's caught two touchdowns. He's had games, you know, where he's gone for 99 yards. I don't think he's eclipsed 100 yards against them. But um, uh, like I mentioned last week, too, with, with talking about Mark Andrews, this, this Huntley guy, if Lamar Jackson's out again, Huntley just targets Andrews over and over and over again. He does not care. Uh, that that game that Huntley filled in against Chicago, Andrews had 10 targets. The Week 14 game against Cleveland, Andrews had 11 targets. The Week 15 game against Green Bay, Andrews had 13 targets. So um, we've seen three straight double-digit target games with, with Huntley starting. So if Lamar is in, I'm probably, as weird as that sounds, I'm probably going to be off Andrews. But if Huntley's starting... I am more likely to play Andrews just because he has shown a willingness to just chuck it to Andrews, no matter where he is on the field. Like that's his guy. You're going to get, if, if Huntley plays again this week and he plays really well and he could get the win against uh, the Bengals, you're going to start hearing people talk about that. The, the, the Ravens should, should bench Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Which <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming because he has played incredibly well. Uh, and every game he's brought them back in all three games. I think that he's played in, They've trailed in. He's brought them back. I think he's won two of them, I believe. Lost and almost damn sure. I mean, I don't know what would have happened if they went to overtime. Maybe I guess it probably would have went down to who won the coin toss there. But I mean, I, I love the move. The fact that they decided to just go for it there and try to try to get the oh, win. That's the move, one hundred percent. Yes, yeah. and so, but Huntley has played really, really well. Like it's there's no denying yeah. that he's looked good as a passer. He's obviously athletic and run. But anyways, I digress. We don't have time to go through all that, but. I, I do agree. I, I do like the Gronk call at 6,200. I think he could be nice leverage off of Mark Andrews because I think Mark Andrews is going to be pretty highly owned, especially over the last two 30 burgers he's dropped over the last yeah. two weeks. Uh, so people are just going to be chasing that. But I do like Dawson Knox. I talked about that, especially without Cole Beasley at 5,300. If you want to pay down a little bit more uh, to him, I, I don't. I, I think him and Go, uh, Goddard make a lot of sense at their price tags. Um, Cole Komet is kind of interesting. He saw nine targets this past week against Seattle. He's only 3,300. It's just a little bit tougher to trust. But, you know, if Seattle can build a little bit of lead here and really force the the Chicago Bears to throw the ball, I think Cole Komet makes a little bit of sense at 5,300 or 5,300. And boy, oh boy, if Dan Arnold gets activated for this game, I might have a little interest in Dan Arnold at 2,900. But 
Uh, I probably wouldn't. I probably would just go ahead and just pay down for the final $2,500 for, for Noah Gray. But I'm also going to be interested to see really where his ownership comes in if, if Kelsey ends up missing. Because we also have to remember, I guess, too, with, with the COVID and everything situation, that they've changed the protocols. And so all these guys are in the new protocols, and they only need one test. You don't need back-to-back tests anymore. You only need one negative test, and you're cleared. So... Anyways, let's go ahead and jump over to tight. Uh, I think that's about enough of tight end. I think those are kind of the guys. Unless there's somebody else you really wanted to hit on. I was just going to say one thing that, you know, I didn't kind of really think through as we kind of talked through, you know, wide receivers, and we probably should have. Uh, if Fryermuth is out, I know he doesn't get a ton of targets. I mean, he's only 4-3, 4-4 four, over the last four weeks. But, I mean, they don't have Ebron. Gentry's the only guy that's going to be out there. And like, I don't know, that kind of makes me like Claypool uh, going back to the, as much as I don't want to go back to the well on Claypool, but we didn't really talk about him. I just think it's, I think that Steelers spot is interesting. Um, that game as a whole is, is just very interesting with all the the missing pieces, but um, we don't have to go back and, and touch on Claypool. I just think, I don't know what, if I'll even play any Steelers because that offense is kind of dusty uh, with big Ben still back there. I just don't know that I can, can get there. Um, but it is interesting, you know, with, with Gentry being there, uh, he's pr- pretty much men price against Kansas city who we've, you know, we've always targeted tight ends against Kansas city. 20, so. Yeah. He's $2,800. Uh, yeah. he, good old six foot eight. Yeah. And big Ben loves tight ends. I mean, Heath Miller, Eric Ebron, Fryermuth, like he, big Ben will just sort of the tight end position. So I don't hate it. Um, especially if Noah Gray were to get popular and you want a cheap tight end, uh, you know, he's interesting on the other side of that game. Um, not sure I'm going to get there, but I wanted to at least throw his name out there. Yeah, okay. So, all right. So, let, let's go ahead and jump over to the de- uh, defenses. $4,100 for the Bucks, $3,600 for the Eagles, $3,500 for Chiefs, $3,400 for Chargers. Bills are $3,200. Rams are $3,100. Ravens are $3,100. Seahawks are three k and the Steelers are three k And then the, the kind of the punt defense, you have the Panthers at 23 yep. the Texans at 24 the Vikings at 2,400, the Bears at 2,500, the Giants at 2,500, Falcons at 26, the Lions at 26, and then you have kind of the ja- the Jaguars at 27. Where, where, what defense are you wanting to play this week? Uh, there's two. It's Panthers against uh, the the injury riddle Bucks, and it's the Falcons against the Jared Goffless Lions. <laughs> uh, if whoever would QB them, I don't think it really matters. Yeah, and I, I'll say this about the Falcons. The Falcons have been like a little sneaky defense this year. They have a third I – mean, week 14 against Carolina, they, they had 13 DK points and they had 7, 6, 6, which isn't great. But like at the same time, like there's nothing wrong with that. You, at $2,600 defense, if they can get you 6 to 8 uh, DK points, I mean you can, you're fine with that with what it will allow you to do with the rest of your, your team, right? As long as there's no defense that just goes off and just goes nuclear – you know that goes off and gives you you know twenty, but there's so much variance to the the diff, uh, you know to the defense the DSTs that that's why that's why we always talk about paying down for defense because it just it doesn't ever really make sense to me to pay up for a defense. You know I I would hate yep. myself if I paid thirty or forty one hundred for the for the bucks and they don't get there. Yeah. You know because yep. if they only get you six, that's a, you're fucked. You're you're you're, you're you know. So. Um, I don't mind the Panthers at 2300. I think I would prefer 
Um, I, I think I prefer paying up a little bit more. I think the Falcons, I think, makes a lot of sense. I actually think the Jags at 2,700 uh, make a lot of sense as well. Uh, they are a defense that has, you know, again, you know, they have a little bit of upside. We, you know, we've seen a couple of games from them this year where they've been able to. And let's, let's face it, Zach Wilson's terrible. And so uh, Zach Wilson can definitely throw a couple picks here. Um, and so I don't mind getting to him at $2,700 either. Um, and get, getting to them. Yeah, I'm good with that. So th- those are kind of where I'm at. If I was going to pay up for a, a defense, like, I don't know, like none of them really stand out to me. It's just like excellent options. I, oh, the Raiders, excuse me. I have to bring up the Raiders. Sorry, I would be doing a disservice to it if I did not bring up the Raiders. The, tw- the Raiders at $2,900 are also definitely in play. That's probably what I would be looking at because they Drew Locke, Locke starting. Yeah. And we know Drew Locke is a walking turnover. That guy is a gunslinger, tries to fit it into spots he shouldn't, makes really bad decisions with the ball. So, um, yeah, I don't hate that at all. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, I think the Raiders are also in play at 2,900. So, with that being said, that's the slate. Let's go ahead and build this lineup. Let's do it. So, I started off last week. Matty, you started off this week. Uh, if you started it off last week, let's keep the good good mojo going. You start us off again. Well, I don't know. That, 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 <laughs> I picked quarterback. I'm not picking a quarterback this time. Um, let's lock in Jamar Chase, 7,100. I like it. Uh, James Robinson, 5,900. <clears throat> Did we lock in the, 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 the chalk that is Justin Jackson? Or... I'm you know good what? with it. Okay. Throwing cup too. Ninety one hundred cup. So let's get a quarterback. I think we could go Burrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna go okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm going Jalen Hurts naked. I'm good with that. Uh Byron Pringle. I type that one in because you, you otherwise you're gonna break your finger from scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Can we do it? Can I make this let's let's see. Let's see if I can make this work. Can we do it? We might have to see if we can do this. How do you feel about playing Justin Jefferson as a mini stack with with with, with Cup? I'm good with it. Okay, so that would leave twenty nine fifty. So we have to pay down at defense. You want to lock in the Panthers? It would leave thirty six hundred uh, at tight end. So let's go. I mean, at that point, we just play Gray, and then you play any, one any defense you want. At 3,400 or lower. So the the Raiders. Probably. 3,400. Unless you want to play the Chargers. Because isn't Brandon Cooks out? Yeah. Houston? Yeah. So I'm, I'd be good with the Chargers against Houston if you yeah, want. Yeah, but Joey Bosa's out. Okay. He's on COVID. I mean, I'm good with the Raiders. Not that, not that means they can't get there, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm good with the Raiders. Does this feel like a tournament winning team? <laughs> Jalen Hurts, Jalen, uh, James Robinson, Justin Jackson, Jamar Chase, Cup, Pringle, Gray, Justin yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, I can Raiders. get there. I like that squad. 500 left on the table. Give us a little bit of playing room. In case some things change, we get some other news come out. You know, if, you know, Kelsey plays or Tyreek comes back. You know, I think that'll change some things up. But we have enough uh, spots to be able to make some moves. So, all right, let's lock that one in. So that, that's the final lineup. Uh, Hertz, Robinson, Jackson, Chase, Cup, Pringle, Gray, Noah Gray, Justin Jefferson, and Raiders. Looks like uh, Walido's got one. Stafford, 
Monty, J-Rob, Cup, Jefferson, A-B, Komet, Pringle, Bears, D. I like that team, too. That is a good team. That is a strong team as I'm well. I'm good with that. I love – dude, I just playing Stafford with Cup, I getting exposure to one of the, the – to the highest total game on the slate, like we mentioned at the top of the show, that there's that one game, Minnesota and LAR – uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and while that's because Walido has learned as he's come in here the last four weeks saying, I'm playing Russell Wilson this week. 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 Finally, Walido has come back to the dark side to say Russell Wilson sucks. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I just, I like the Stafford play with getting exposure to the highest total game on the slate. There's only one total over 46 and that's the Rams game. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Will. Happy to have you here, buddy. Yeah. Um, so before we go, before we get out of here, let's, let's so we can wrap this up really quickly. I know, uh, you know, I, I still got to get this put out on the pods. So people on the pod can listen to this. Uh, you know, obviously Christmas is coming up. We're, what, 24 hours away, right? Or, or roughly so. Christmas Eve is uh, actually, for you, is already Christmas Eve. Yep. Uh, over there on the East Coast here, it is, uh, you know, uh, about 45 minutes away here in the Central and here in uh, Missouri. But so, what are some stuff that's uh, I guess like yeah, non-football stuff that you're looking forward to? Obviously, hanging out with family. Is there a certain meal that you love, or a side dish for Christmas that's different from Thanksgiving that you look forward to, or or what? Actually, yes. So uh, it's in in my wife's side of the family. Her grandmother does a brisket on Christmas. That oh man, I love brisket. Like anytime we go to uh, a barbecue restaurant, I always get brisket and. Uh, I tend to side with brisket more than pulled pork, but I'm a big brisket guy. And and so I tend to have one of the, uh, the most full plates of brisket at the Christmas table, uh, on Does Christmas. Smoke so. it? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yes. Have um, you, have, have you been to Kansas city? No, I have not. I've been so to Memphis. Have you, have you, no, it's not. It's, it's, not it's different barbecue. I know, but that's as far West as I've gone. But if you, uh, yeah, so if you ever come to Kansas City, uh, you'll have to let me know, and we'll 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 do the tour of barbecue, and I'll take you around and okay. get you some good brisket. So yeah, I love brisket. Brisket's so good, but yeah, that is the one dish uh, that that I look forward to, and then just a, a tradition uh, that you know I've always had with my family growing up. Uh, as long as we behaved at church uh, on Christmas Eve, we always got me and my two brothers always got to open a present uh, the night before. So. We will, me and my wife will be heading down to see my parents tomorrow night after church. Uh, so we will get to continue the tradition of opening a present on Christmas Eve night. So that'll be pretty cool. Because with, with, with the baby coming uh, next year, that we might not get to do that. Uh, you know, I'm not sure we'll be traveling and, and I don't know how it's going to be. So, you know, this may be one of the one of the last times we get to do that. So, yeah, because I guess what? Yeah, it. Baby will be less than, I mean, about six, seven, about six months. Yeah. Yeah. Seven months. I I will say this, uh, not so much the first year, but like, you know, once they get to like two, three, once they start to be able to kind of understand what's going on and know what's happening, like Christmas just takes off to a whole nother level of like awesomeness because of like being able to see their, their reaction. And that's, and and that's why like my, my wife, we actually were talking about this at dinner tonight. Uh, she was saying, you know, it's, you cut, you want to be in your own house on Christmas morning to see, you know, the kids reaction and everything. So like, that's why, that's kind of why I say, you know, we might not get to do go, go down there and do the whole Christmas Eve, open a, 
open a gift uh, with with my family anymore. But we're still gonna, you know, still obviously make the trip down there and see and see family. It's just not gonna be. On I'm sure. Christmas I'm sure your family may end up coming up. And they end up. Everybody wants to be there for baby first. For absolutely. Everyone. Absolutely. We will. I, I guarantee you, we will be hosting Christmas next year. <laughs> Even though, even though the baby has no idea what's going on no at all, no, nothing, especially no at that age, six months. I mean, they, they, you know, but even, even, even once they're like a year and a half, like, cause like my daughter, she is uh, like a year and three months, like 15 months old or whatever. So like, she's has no idea what Christmas is either yet. But, uh, um, but yeah, but once they hit that point, but my older son who is 10, uh, the, the worst thing I ever did. The worst experience I ever had was so like he was acting up, but like he was never really a kid that ever really did. I was blessed with him, and that uh, he was like a really really good kid. But uh, one night I uh, <laughs> uh, he was acting up, and like they have this app that you can like call Santa with, and like they'll they'll call back, and you can say like uh, like he's been naughty, right? And so Santa calls, <laughs> and like and, and he, Bryson he was probably like four, and so that you know it calls he's four or five, and he calls right. And, uh, and it's like, oh, Bryson, you know, I heard that, you know, that you've been, had a bad attitude today, you know, as of right now, we put you on the naughty list and his face went from like happy that it was Santa to like, you know, that, that face that kids make, you know, about to like ball. Yeah. Like I felt destroyed. (laughs) I felt like the worst human ever. Right. That is hilarious. I'm going to have to start bawling his eyes out. Right. And so finally it hangs up, whatever. And he was like, Oh my God, I'm on the naughty list. I'm so terrible. Like all this stuff. And I was like, I was like, listen, I was like, you have a good day tomorrow. I was like, you, you can get put right back on the nice list. I mean, yeah. it, it, like, I like, they, like, I was, I was like trying to call him down. I was like, listen, man, it's cool, cool. Like, we can get you back on there tomorrow. <laughs> so I called him back. And, like, You're running so, out so, of time, but we can get you back. Yeah. And I, I get home and he was all, he was all like, and I get home from work or whatever. He was like, I've been good all day. I've been good all day. I've been good. All, I'm like, no, you have. You have. You're back. I think you're back on it. Let's call. Let's call. And he called and he was all happy after that. And I was like, oh my God. I felt so, I felt this big, you know, like this ruined a four year old's life. <laughs> So, uh, it's hilarious. Oh man. Too but those funny. are, yeah, but that, I, I will say when you have kids like the, those, uh, those are the things that make it the best. Like, I don't yeah. really care about me anymore. It's about them, you know, and that's, that's right. Yeah. Have it, have it, having, you know, them, you know, experience it and have fun with it. So anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. What about you? You got anything you're excited? We go, I, I go over on, we alternate every year, like this year on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, we go over to my family's house and then on Christmas day, we go over to her, her dad's and then next, we just alternate every year. With it, so which is good because she can't hear me. But her 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 dad's side has the worst cooking ever. Like it is, it is, it is really bad. <laughs> like really, really bad. Like like I when I'm saying like they they like they cook stuff in like microwaves and stuff. Like you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Like and so like my parents though like it's great, excellent food. You know, everybody brings food over. Everybody's mm-hmm. excellent. Like it's just great food. But then her family, it's like. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm fasting at that day. I just fast. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah. that's what we do. So anyway, yeah, I mean, so we've all, we we've all been to, the, to family gatherings like that. Right. Yeah. Ugh. But then you've hey. got ones that it's the home cooked, all home cooked food. And those are, those are great. Yes. So anyways, I am looking for that. And thankfully we get two games this year. We get two games on Christmas and they're actually good games. Right. I would argue that this two game slate is better than the three game slate we got for Thanksgiving, right? And I might, I'm actually kind of glad that there's football because it might keep me from playing the NBA Christmas Day slate. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And I know now you've got some extra money in your account. You might end up throwing, <laughs> throwing money at 
NBA, but uh, I tend to always play the NBA slate, and I never do good at it. But maybe with, you know, having football action on. Uh, yeah, the, 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 pa- the Packers Browns isn't obviously as sexy, but you still get the Packers side of things. And then, but the the Colts the Colts Cardinals game could be uh, that could be fun, awesome. It could be a great yeah. game. You know, two two good offenses. Uh, you know, really plays well into Jonathan Taylor because you know we know that uh, the Cardinals defense just gets absolutely gashed on the ground, yeah. and that's what I mean. Jonathan Taylor could rip off two hundred yards in yep. this game, so absolutely they set up greatly for him. So, anyways, th- those two games are are will be fun to start things off with for this weekend. But with that being said, I think we should get out of here, get everybody you know on. I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Uh, we will be back again next Thursday before New Year's Eve, before everybody gets wild and you know throws down. But I hope everybody has a wonderful Christmas. I hope uh, you know everybody gets everything they want. I hope I hope the, your kids or your family has has a great time. Be safe, and we will. And you know, uh, like I said, let's let's uh, win some money this weekend. Put some money in our pockets. We and we will see you guys on the next one. Have a Merry Christmas, and we will see you guys again next week. You can tell me what to do. You know who you're talking to. Well, you better get used to the way the war bounces. I see what you got, inventions and ounces. But that's a break, boy. You're a big man <laughs> Treat you like you're a little man Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.